the Midas credit card, you could also save on oil changes and batteries. Keeping you safe for summer driving. Stop in Midas Tire and Auto on East Brundage Lane in Sheridan. Remember when your dad used to yell through the bathroom door? Hey in there, did you fall in? Well, if you actually did fall in, then you might need the calming, health-giving effects you can only get from the health nut. Aisle after aisle of supplements, vitamins and minerals, an all-natural soup, salad, and smoothie bar, as well as a health food grocery and gift shop. So get good with the world. Be happy when you get healthy. And that starts at the Health Nut in Sheridan's 5th Street Mall. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school and graduate debt-free. That education helped me get to the first day of my career, a job that I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from my service helped me buy my first home. And I take pride knowing I will be the first to respond if my community ever needs me. To learn more, visit NationalGuard.com. This is Stella Montano inviting you to join AARP for a free movie screening of Dear Sirs. Wyoming filmmaker Mark Petrie bikes across France and Germany to tell the story of his grandfather, an American prisoner of war during World War II. Join us for this fun and educational event Wednesday, July 27th at the Wyo Theater. Movie starts at 6.45 with question and answer session to follow. Walk-ins are welcome or register ahead at aarp.cventevents.com slash Sheridan. Stop! Step away from that grizzly bear and leave the bison calf alone. If you're looking for the perfect memento of your trip to Wyoming, Legacy Diamond and Gems offers safe and beautiful alternatives, including Wyoming Bucking Horse and their exclusive Bighorn Mountain Jewelry. They're crafted in gold or silver and are available with any gemstone of your choice. Hurry down and see Legacy Diamond and Gems, 11 North Main Street or online at LegacyDiamondGems.com. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by Elias and Financial. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to The Pulse. Now, a nonprofit initiative. Supported by UW's College of Agriculture and Natural Resources, some donations, Mountain Meadow Wool, and a series of other partners will lead innovative research and programming to promote and expand Wyoming's sheep industry. With over 2 million pounds harvested annually, wool is one of Wyoming's most vital industries. And to talk about this initiative and others and all things University of Wyoming, I am joined this morning by UW Director of Institutional Communications, Chad Baldwin. Good morning, Chad. Morning, Floyd. How's the weather been in Albany County this week? Uh, this is Laradice time. This is beautiful. Uh, it's been great. Not Not too hot, not too cold, and the wind's down a little bit? That's right, exactly right. You nailed it. <laughs> I, I lived in Laramie for a number of years, and there is uh, a, a time period there where everything is just just perfect, and it never seems to last long enough, does it? Yeah, that's for sure. Now, how has your fire season been down there so far? I, I do know there's a lot of beetle kill down there in those mountains, correct? There is. Now, of course, remember two years ago we had the uh, – 
one of the biggest fires in the in the state's history, the Mullen Fire. So far this year, it hasn't been too bad. Uh, um, we do have a, a, a new fire that's going on in northern Albany County up here, Laramie Peak. But as far as the snowy range goes down here, so far, so good. That's good to hear. That's great to hear. Uh, Chad, we, al- we often hear about initiatives. Uh, what is an initiative, and how does the public benefit from those efforts? Sure. The best way I could define it, Floyd, is it's just a, it's a new project or program that's been launched to try to bring about some new, some new positive thing, maybe above and beyond what we've done before. Um, so, uh, you know, we've got several that have been going on for a number of years. One we call our science initiative, uh, one that our tier one engineering initiative. President Seidel has launched several new ones, like the Wyoming Innovation Partnership with the community colleges, the School of Computing, uh, uh, um, you know, those sorts of things are, so there are new things, uh, basically there are new things, I would say. Now, how did this new initiative come to be uh, that revolves around the sheep industry here in Wyoming? Sure. So, you know, we, the sheep industry, of course, has a long and storied history in our state, including up around your neck of the woods. Uh, um, and, uh, uh, in fact, you know, while the while the industry isn't what it used to be in terms of numbers, we are still the number one producer of wool in the, in the country, according to, I think, the d- data from 2017. And, uh, and it is still an important industry. So we have a, uh, uh, our sheep specialist here at the university uh, in the extension program. His name's Whit Stewart. And he's doing his best to try to connect and to help and advance uh, that industry. And, and so uh, uh, there's different pieces to this. Um, one of them is uh, uh, connecting producers with UW students who are in, in, interested in the sheep industry uh, called the Lamb a Year program where they're going to the, these producers were going to donate a minimum of five lambs, and uh, um, the students are going to be involved in the finishing and harvesting phase of the lamb production there, um, and the visit you know multiple times to visit the the finishing location for these uh, sheep. Uh, you know we're going to have uh, this the very cool blanket project where they're, they're making wool uh, 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 blankets. Uh, with uh, Mountain Meadow Wool and other partners that are, that are then sold and generate revenue. That's basically just an effort to try to to uh, become more, more closely connected with and supportive of this uh, this key piece of our ag industry. Absolutely. Uh, the bass community over there in Johnson County, uh, very into the, the sheep industry. Um, they, You know, it's great to see the celebrations out there. And a lot of times, you know, sheep are a primary component of those celebrations. Every year over there, they have uh, a cute little show where the kids come out and they've got a sheep decorated or uh, uh, in a costume that matches uh, the little ones. And, I mean, the whole the whole county goes crazy over that. And, and those are just That's like true. the fun aspects of that. The real work being done is amazing to witness. Uh, I had the the honor of, of being invited to to a big sheep shearing uh, event. And uh, when I went, I learned a lot in, in one day and, and how many sheep actually go through a barn during the, the sheep shearing process. It is amazing how many sheep are actually in this state. What programs or, or projects have 
been developed so far by the initiative. Uh, you spoke about uh, five lambs being given uh, from each producer. Uh, so it, it, now this is basically so the kids can can get like a hands-on experience, or I should say, students. Not... That's correct. This, some of them are kids, yeah. <laughs> At least uh, from from our uh, our uh, perspective. But yeah, that, that's a, part of it is just to get them. Uh, so you know, they're actually. Uh, uh, part of involved in managing, um, you know, the the, uh, the the growth and then the the uh, harvesting of, of the of the wool from these from these sheep. Um, the, the, I mentioned the blanket project, which is really cool. I don't know if you've seen these things. I haven't gotten but, to uh, see one. It's, yeah, they're they're beautiful, and um, it's Mountain Meadow Wool Mill in Buffalo, which uh, uh, is producing these blankets using wool from the from the sheep raised here at our, at our university farm in Laramie. Oh, that's amazing. And, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's a real high quality product and, and it's, uh, um, and it's generated money. Uh, it's generated some, 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 it's things like student internships and graduate assistantships. It's supported travel for wool judging competitions. We have a, a wool judging team here at the university of students, uh, and it funds uh, some, you know, research and development for wool processing and manufacturing. So um, uh, the, the, this is they, they're just getting started with this, and they they have uh, plans to try to reach out to producers uh, throughout the state to make more connections. And and before the initiative even kicked off, people could attend the University of Wyoming and and be heavily involved with sheep. Lambs, right. wool, things like that, right? Yes, that's right. We we have a we have the as I mentioned the farm here in, in Laramie where where we raise sheep and and uh, and do work you know on uh, research and development with regard to I think both uh, wool production and then you know meat production from sheep. Uh, but this is this is the idea of even making more connections around the state with the producers and strengthening what we have while developing more for the future. Um, that's right. Yeah, it's 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 a great game plan. Now, who did you say was the the front runner for for this, Mr. Stewart? Yep, Whit Stewart is his name. Yep, Whit Stewart. W H I T. Yep. Now, when uh, how how does one even approach? You know, the scope of this is so large; it, it encompasses so much within the state. How does one approach the University of Wyoming and say, you know what, I've got a great idea? Well, they're, um, uh, the, the, you can reach out to these folks. Uh, there's an actual uh, email address. It's wooliniitiative at uwyo.edu. You can email uh, and, uh, and communicate. Uh, I don't have his phone number handy, but you can call. It would be on the university directory uh, online to find uh, Witt's phone number. And then, of course, his web, web page. It's uwyo.edu forward slash Y-O wool that give you more information on how to connect. And how did WIT approach the University of Wyoming in the first place with this initiative? Uh, do we do we know that? Well, I mean, I think it just, um, uh, you know, in his, in his role, I don't remember how long he's been here, uh, Floyd, but uh, several years. I think it's just kind of getting the lay of the land and realizing, you know, we can, we can step up our game here. And I think that's what this is about. And and when I talk about initiatives overall for the university, that's what we're 
as we're talk, talking about, is seeing an opportunity, a need out in the state, and and uh, the uh, recognizing that the university has some resources that can be applied there, and it's stepping up our game a little bit to to to, to help the state. Yeah, we all know the mineral industry here within the state has taken a decline over the last few years. And so I, I, I think embracing uh, industries that we have here within the state, and obviously the wool industry has been here for almost as long, as maybe even longer than the, the state has been. Uh, but I think pouring resources and education into into that is, is one of the best routes we can take instead of trying to find another one, strengthen what we do have. And I, th- I I completely support this initiative. I think it's a fantastic idea. Uh, I grew up around sheep myself uh, as a kid. Uh, my uncle was a range rider, and there was a, a lot of sheep up in those mountains that had to be uh, managed throughout the summer. And uh, those sheepdogs are pretty fun to, <laughs> to see do their job as well. They sure are. Yeah, they sure are. Now, Both the guard dogs and the herding dogs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. To see a, a proper dog, uh, a, a sheep herding dog, know what to do, mm-hmm. it's 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 great to watch. Uh, it, it's fascinating, these animals, their training mm-hmm. and just knowing where those sheep have to go. Now, plans for moving forward. Uh, can we go over those one more time? So we've got these programs. We've got blankets that we can actually go purchase to help support this, and we end up with a fantastic mm-hmm. product. Um, what what does he see for the future? Well, it's just reaching more people and getting more people involved, particularly in the Lamb a Year program. So that's the big effort right now is let's get more producers, more students involved. It's just increasing the numbers. All right, and uh, if you're listening out there and you're thinking, you know what, I'd love to take part in this, uh, we'll get some information up online for you today and uh, see if uh, see if you can't give a, a lamb a year. And when we return, we're going to continue with the University of Wyoming. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. At Eliason Financial, money management isn't just about dollars and cents. It's about dreams and opportunities, and more importantly, family. We'll take time to get to know you. Then we'll develop a unique wealth management plan that works hard, just like you. To learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you, visit Eliason Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC ethic and someone who will fight for small business. Hi, I'm Jared Geyer and I own a small business right here in Sheridan and I know what it means to work hard and earn an honest paycheck. Cyrus Westman will work hard to reduce the size of government and keep regulations off our backs. He knows how important small businesses are to this community and cares greatly about job growth. If you support small businesses like mine, you should support Cyrus Western. Paid for by friends of Cyrus Western. Howdy, I'm Brandon Masters, a deputy of the Sheridan County Sheriff's Office. I'm running for sheriff. I have 15 years of Wyoming law enforcement experience. I believe community collaboration together with proactive law enforcement approach will lead to effective law enforcement in the community. When you vote for Brandon Masters, you vote for a leader who stands with the principles of grit. I humbly request your vote for sheriff on August 16th. I want to thank the citizens of Sheridan County for supporting the Sheriff's Office. For more information, find me on Facebook or visit my website, brandonmastersforsheriff.com. Paid for by Brandon Masters for Sheriff. 
The reasons to treat yourself to a frozen drink from McDonald's go on and on and on. It's more than a drink. It's a McDonald's drink. New frozen drinks are here at McDonald's. Enjoy flavors like frozen blue raspberry. Right now, only on the app, get an any size frozen drink for just $1.59. Offer valid 7-Eleven to 8 10 at participating U.S. McDonald's. Valid one time a day excludes tax. McD app download and registration required. It started out as free. But then they said it would only be a few cents a day. What you're hearing is real. It may be happening to you. It ended up being a lot every month. These are the voices of frustration. I pay for streaming video, then the cloud storage, then streaming audio. Where does it end? This is the sound of nickel and diming syndrome. It's a real thing. It is a real thing. I just want to hear my music. Is that so wrong? There is hope for millions of people. There's radio. Radio? Radio with zero down and zero per month. Radio delivers all the news, music, and entertainment you want when you want it for free. No usernames, passwords, or Wi-Fi connection required. Here's my card number. It's 7354. Shh, don't speak. When you listen to a Sheridan Media radio station, you'll never need that. This is so wonderful. <laughs> yes, it is. The cure for nickel and diming syndrome. I could use a hug. <laughs> it's radio. No subscription required. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by our friends out there at Elias and Financial. I'm Floyd Whiting, and this morning I'm speaking with UW Director of Institutional Communications, Mr. Chad Baldwin. Now, before the break, we were speaking on a recent initiative that will concentrate on the wool industry here within the Cowboy State. But there's another initiative that will also help lead Wyoming well into the future. Back in June, the University of Wyoming welcomed the inaugural cohort of the Wyoming Teacher Mentor Corps, an initiative led by the UW College of Education. Chad, can you tell us what the Wyoming Teacher Mentor Corps is? Floyd, there's been uh, quite a lot of uh, publicity recently about uh, the difficulty and the teacher shortage we have in Wyoming. And, uh, and this is in the K-12 schools. And, uh, uh, you know, even some surveys showing that there quite a few teachers would, would, would get out of the profession if they could. And, and, uh, and, and anyway, it's a, it's a big concern around the state. And so this is one of the uh, several efforts the university is making to try to help support teachers so they want to, you know, stay in the profession and succeed. And so that we have uh, 21 teachers from across the state. It's, they represent 16 of the state's 48 school districts. One of them uh, is up in Dayton there in, in the Tongue River uh, School. And, uh, and, and their job is to, is to become mentors for uh, younger, generally younger teachers to try to help them navigate the difficulties of the profession. And, uh, um, uh, and so it's, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, it's, the, the, these 21 people came to UW. Uh, it's an 18-month-long program where they, they had an institute to kind of train them up, on uh, and and then now they are connecting with other teachers to try to help them be successful. You know that the teaching industry has really changed over uh, the past two decades. I would say. Um, you know they're oh, faced. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They're faced with challenges that I never in my lifetime would have ever thought that they would be faced with. And 
how how does the core concentrate on on teaching into the future and 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 addressing these larger issues that are always kind of buzzing around our head sure well there are there are uh, uh, what they call core competencies they're really going to focus on and one of them is, is assessment or testing you know we're testing our students more than ever and so and so how how do teachers deal with that there's communication which uh uh, which is, you know, uh, key for primary, not only with your your administrators and other and fellow teachers, but with parents and that sort of thing. There's a, the, the, then the, there's the work life balance issue, which is uh, which is one of the things that you know is, causes teachers to want to leave the field is they just can't ever get away from it. And and, uh, and so um, and so that that's those are the areas where these mentors are going to try to help their mentees. Uh, navigate uh, situations. Now, there's there's an this program is 18 months long, and they're going to be concentrating on those those key aspects. Is this is this program for existing teachers now? Teachers that are actually it's out for, in the field? Yeah, it is. It's generally for for new teachers. So teachers in the first several years of of, uh, of being in classrooms. So fairly. So that's new. the area where where Help, help them because we lose a lot of the, those young teachers. They just get into it, and you know, even though they do student teaching and they they're trained well, it's like they're just they're just not maybe fully prepared for what they're going to encounter. And and uh, so this is the older teachers helping the younger teachers, the new ones. Literally a mentor program. Yep. Uh, there's a, a lot of teachers who I mean, one thing that I've seen uh, in in my career are teachers that once they get in that seat, if they've been there for a couple of years, they'll probably be there for a lifetime. Uh, it's, it, and I believe, you know, this, this program, this initiative is focusing on, on the right thing because you've got to get the process down. You've got to learn how to kind of do this in the field, you know, uh, apply the theory, apply the theory. Now, what will happen at the Summer Mentor Institute? Are we going to take a, a lot of those teachers into this uh, summer program and spend even more time with them? So the, 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 this initial institute that just happened a few weeks ago was uh, the, just training the mentors on how to how to do you know how to to uh, work with the, the younger teachers. Train the uh, trainer. So a, a series, yeah, train the trainer. There's a series of. Uh, Discussions and and, and uh, presentations on on things by our faculty here at UW primarily. Uh, so it, it's uh, that that's the, the launch and uh, and there'll be there'll be more of those kind of gatherings as this proceeds. Now another new program that's going to change the way new students enter the UW experience. Saddle up. Uh, what is this program, Chad, and how will it affect the incoming students? Yeah, so this is a new thing, uh, Floyd. It's a, the, it's it's a week long of of activities, and and so forth here on campus for our first time students. So it used to be, you know, you had your orientation kind of during the summer, then you show up and boom, you're in class. And um, this is this is uh, basically a uh, and uh, it's a new thing that we're we're doing that where these these first year students are going to come a week early. And then they're actually going to take a class. They're going to earn, I think, a credit while they're here, and uh, and then you just get all the training on 
how to be a successful college student. And they're going to have some fun, too. I mean, this is like seeing the great stuff we have to do in the outdoors here and that kind of thing. But but it's uh, it's also just, a, I, I would say, a college prep camp is what we're calling it. Uh, um, uh, to to help our students succeed. Well, that's amazing, and this this is uh, you know kind of like wading in as opposed to uh, taking the diving board approach to college, um, especially at the university level. Um, now, will this affect transfer students as well? Uh, will they experience this saddle up program, or do we kind of figure that they've already been? somewhat orientated to the college experience or the university experience. Yeah. Um, uh, This is is just for the the first time freshmen. Just the brand new kids. I think there are some efforts being, so there are some, Saddle Up itself is just that. Now there there are, uh, there are some, uh, there's a program to try to help transfer students transition as well to UW. But this, uh, the one I'm talking about, this week-long thing is for first-time freshmen. For the first-time freshmen, no matter the age. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yep. So the returning, well, I guess you could say that would it would be good for returning students. I think college is probably a little bit different than it was 20 years ago. Yeah, well, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, especially with the advent of technology back in yep. 2001. I took uh, this crazy new idea. I jumped on board and took an online class, completely online. We were using message boards back then, and uh, it was it was a, a brand new program that, that they decided to, tr- to to go forward with and and look at where where we are now. Entire classes, entire courses, entire semesters can be done online. The the landscape okay. has certainly changed. Uh, yeah. Chad, I just got a couple of quick questions. Uh, uh, number one, when does the fall semester begin? So uh, August 18th, I believe, Floyd. I, I, uh, I Boy, that's coming here. right up. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's coming up soon. Uh, so the Saddle Up Week I was telling you about um, – uh, that starts. Those students are going to start showing up August 14th, actually. So it's uh, so then it's the that would make it the uh, the 22nd, August 22nd. August 22nd, first day of classes. Mm-hmm. Boy, I can remember that feeling even to this day. And <laughs> read your syllabus, kids. Read your syllabus yeah. all the way through. Now, Chad, do many of the professors down there use the the summer? And I I know they don't get the break that everyone you know may think that they get, but do they use their time in the summer to accomplish some of their own research and studies there at the university? Is this is that when they try to get the majority of those done? Uh, for sure, at least for sure that for those who do field work, Floyd. So that could include geologists and biologists and. Uh, you know, all, all kinds of people who are need to be out in the field. This is a, this is a big, big time for them to do that. Uh, uh, and then the, um, there are some who do te- teach classes. We do have summer summer classes here, and we're actually planning to try to expand our summer offerings a bit uh, as well. Oh, that's great! Uh, but uh, but yeah, and I, and for some, I think you know, some travel too for those who are 
who are involved in international types of activities. Uh, this is the time of year they do some of that. Um, and, and to be sure, there, there are some people who are doing vacation. <laughs> <A little laughs> yeah. Vacation this time. Take yeah, advantage so, of it yeah. while you've got it, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, all right, Chad, I want to thank you for coming on the show this morning. Have a great August. Uh, I hope everything goes great on the first day, and we'll speak to you next month all about the first week of college. Sounds great, Floyd. All right, when we return, we're going to speak with the Sheridan County Library System. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE, 103.9 FM. Sheridan. Elias Financial, money management isn't just about dollars and cents. It's about dreams and opportunities, and more importantly, family. We'll take time to get to know you. Then we'll develop a unique wealth management plan that works hard, just like you. To learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you, visit Elias Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., Member FINRA, SIPC. We need someone in Cheyenne who listens, someone with strong work ethic, and someone who will fight for small business. Hi, I'm Jared Geyer, and I own a small business right here in Sheridan, and I know what it means to work hard and earn an honest paycheck. Cyrus Weston will work hard to reduce the size of government and keep regulations off our backs. He knows how important small businesses are to this community and cares greatly about job growth. If you support small businesses like mine, you should support Cyrus Western. Paid for by friends of Cyrus Western. What if you had more time to manage your business operations, sell your products, or take a vacation? What if you had someone to pay your bills, handle your payroll, or watch your bottom line? Let the accounting professionals at Harker Mellinger add free time to your schedule by providing a cost-effective bookkeeping service as well as adding useful management reports for your business. Call or visit Harker Mellinger at 1811 South Sheridan Avenue in Sheridan. And remember, the initial consultation is always free. The owners and staff at Kane's Funeral Home would like to thank the families of Sheridan and Johnson Counties for choosing Kane's and allowing them to serve you during these hard times. Kane Funeral Home makes it their mission to take the stress and uncertainty out of ceremonial services. They own and operate the only crematory in Sheridan County, so your loved one is always in their care. Kane's Funeral Home. Call 673-5837 or visit them online at canefuneral.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Tom Bennett, board-certified forensic pathologist from Sheridan. I'm a candidate for coroner of Sheridan County. I have been training Wyoming's coroners and helping them certify deaths, sign the death certificates for decades, working closely with our EMS, law enforcement, legal, and religious communities. I hope to now serve Sheridan County as coroner and their forensic pathologist as we grow into our new regional facility. Paid for by Dr. Tom Bennett. Paid for by friends of Mark Gordon. When the federal government pushes its bounds, they're a threat to our state's rights. Mark Gordon pushes back. Mark Gordon proudly signed legislation ensuring Wyoming will control our guns and gun laws. He's fought the feds on vaccine mandates, border security, grizzly management, and their attacks on our fossil fuel industry. Mark Gordon doesn't typically start fights, but he's never going to duck one. That's why we count on him. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by our friends out there at Eliason 
Financial. For the second part of our show this morning, I am joined by the Sheridan County Library System Youth Services Manager, Zola Shockley. Good morning, Zola. Oh, oh, I got to There we go. Try that again. Good morning. That was my fault. <laughs> that was completely my fault. All right. So, Zola, first off, welcome back to the show. It's been a while since we had you on. Yeah, it's been about a year, I yeah. think. Yeah. Uh, you took this new position. You went on to to uh, uh, bigger duties, I guess we could say. So different duties. Different duties. Sure. <laughs> Let's talk about those. Smaller uh, for- patrons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Your your crowd got a little shorter, yeah. uh, but probably much more fun. Yeah, um, they're definitely more fashionable. I love seeing the outfits on these kids. They're great. It's a lot time. more color. Yeah. A lot more color. First off, how was your rodeo week? Do, do you stick around for rodeo, hang out? Uh, no, I actually went into the mountains for rodeo. Oh, week, did you? So. A lot of, you know what? I'm learning a lot of people do that. They it's head nice up the mountain. It's nice and cool there. It's nice. Yeah. 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 Uh, you take part in any of the festivities at all? No, no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Head to the mountains. Now, uh, this may sound like a silly question, um, but when we do have large events like that in town, um, and, the, you know, there's a few, bring a lot of visitors in, does the library increase in traffic? I mean, do you see people utilizing the services more with the increase um we definitely see some out of town people that we haven't seen before um who are taking advantage of the library but i would say our overall numbers go down just because there's so much going on in town so we don't see our regulars as much but we do see a lot of out of town people because we have all of these things you know we have the wi-fi we just have a nice place with air conditioning that you can hang out for a little while and not be expected to spend money, which is a rarity nowadays. Yes, it is. So um, we do see a lot of new people, and but it it does go down overall because the members of the community are either doing rodeo stuff or off in the mountains. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Now, uh, how long have you been in the current position that you are as the youth services manager? I started officially on August 1st, so I'm not quite at a year yet. But it's it's quickly approaching. It's quickly it? <laughs> approaching a year, yeah. And Michelle left at the end of August, so we had a month overlap. So Really, it's been since September since I was flying solo in my okay. position. So. Was it, did she do like a left seat, right seat ride with you type of deal where she trained you for uh, X amount of time? Yeah, she was actually on vacation for a lot of that time. <laughs> yeah, had to use up that vacation had time. Had to use up that vacation time. And um, I've been I've been working with Michelle for five years at that point and kind of training with her throughout that. So it was a nice transition of me knowing how the department ran and what we were doing over there. So I feel like I'd been training for a long time for that position, but yeah, we had, we had a couple of weeks where we were able to just sit down and figure everything out last minute. And I had my notebook full of questions. (laughs) Oh yeah. I, I I was the same way. Um, Come in with questions. Now, what was it that you did before? I was the programming Coordinator. Programming coordinator. <laughs> you had to, like, you even uh, had to reach back there. Programming coordinator. And so w- what did that encompass? So that was setting up programs, um, coming on public polls, doing the newsletter, putting all of that together, just kind of running the Facebook page, doing all of that, and coming up with adult program ideas and hiring presenters. And that's um, in my current position, I do a lot more programming myself. 
and not as much hiring presenters to come into the library for children. Oh, wow. So, okay. Um, this year we didn't have anybody from out of town come in, but because it's just fun to do it all yourself. Oh, yeah. I yeah. like figuring out how to make things work and do that. Um, I've learned so much. You know, I've taught myself acrylic paint pouring. <laughs> um, we just did resin, which I've never worked with resin before, but the teens wanted to do it. So I figured out how to do resin. Today, actually, with the teens, I'm doing soap making, which I've never done before. So I have to teach myself how to do all of this stuff enough that I can teach teens about it. I think that's really amazing, though. You, you know, challenging yourself at the same time as you're developing fun activities that also educate, teach, and inform mm-hmm. uh, individuals as they go. For. I've never made soap before. Yeah. Uh, that sounds like it would be really fun to do. Yeah, and that's it's so much fun getting a chance to do something new almost every single week. Um, I don't think I'll ever be bored in yeah. my position because like, it is something new every single day. I think that's one reason why I really enjoy this job. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get to talk to new people. I get to talk to people who do some fantastic work in the community, some great jobs. It's kind of new every day, different every day. There's not really like a, a, a set process to come yeah. in and do. And, and the news is always moving forward. So. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, whether we want it to or not. So yeah. now, what what are your primary duties today? Um, so I do quite a bit. Um, I do programs, which is story times each week. Um, I come up with all ages stuff. During the summer, we do a whole bunch. You know, we have something going on every single oh, day. we got to keep those kids every busy, Every right? single age group. Um, During the school year, we mainly just do story times, and then I'll throw in some extra special programs, like for Valentine's Day card, you know, holiday stuff. Right. Um, Just because we don't get the school kids as much, because they are booked up during this school year, which is great, but they don't need us as much. Um, So I develop programs, I order books, I add books to the collection, um, I just help patrons find books. Uh, it's it's a lot. We do a lot of different stuff. Basically, anything in the youth sphere is me. I'm doing that. <laughs> now, how large is your guys' youth section over at the – let's start with the Fulmer. Because uh, now, do you do this youth managing for the entire system, not just for the Fulmer? No, I am just for Fulmer. Um, the okay. branch managers – work with our collection development specialist to order their books for their libraries. Um, if there's a really great book, you know, I might suggest it to them. But beyond that, they're in charge of their own stuff and their own programs. Which is great. Yeah. I mean, and the freedom that they have yeah. uh, for the area that they're in. Yeah. And that's if anybody ever needs any suggestions about stuff to do, I'm willing to help them with that but they're they really are doing their own great stuff out there so i don't step on their toes (laughs) right yeah you don't want to do that now obviously you are really enjoying it Mm -hmm. yeah yeah having a great time oh my goodness it's the best job i could ever imagine like i couldn't imagine a job that fits all of the things that i love so much because i love ordering the books and i love having some of that downtime of just adding books to the collection it's a little bit boring but it's nice to sit down and do that but then i get to you know do a paint pour with kids or finger painting or a craft and those kids are so sweet i love them so much yeah yeah now when it comes to ordering books um how do you determine 
which ones to get and where to put your resources? That's We have a collection development policy, and we kind of go off of that. Um, we get all of these really great book journals, library journals, and basically if it has a starred review, we look into it. And then I also take a look for anything that maybe impacts our community. Mm. Um, you know, basically any Western books, I'm going to add those to the collection as well because kids are interested in those yeah. um, ranch books, stuff like that. So it's kind of a mix of those and then just reading reviews about books and seeing what, what's been popular. And if this is similar to that, then I order that. Um, we've been ordering a lot of graphic novels because we can't keep them in. Those are a huge thing that's being checked out right now. So I've been increasing that collection a whole bunch. Oh, that's that's great. If it's what they want, then that's what I'm going to order. So. And, and I mean, I, you know, some people could say, oh, well, those are comics. But the fact of the matter is there's a lot of... There's a lot of lessons in those. They're there, just like a novel, aren't there they? There are so many lessons, and what's really interesting to me is that there's um, some books by Raina Telemeager. I might be saying her name wrong. And they are graphic novels that, when I saw them, I was like, these are like middle school girly books. You know, they're about girls, you know, struggling through middle school. And boys love checking those books out as well. So I think that that's a really important thing wow. because I think it adds a new perspective and you were never going to get them to read a different book on that subject matter that wasn't a graphic novel. But since it's a graphic novel and they like the style of it, they're willing to read it and they really enjoy it. So That is really like interesting. Being able to teach that empathy through that is just really amazing to me. And so when you sat down and you looked at these graphic novels, uh, did did the junior high girl inside of you say, you know, yep, that's exactly oh what goodness. I went through? Yes. And it was one of those. I was like, I wish that there was something like this when I was that age, you know, and it's just so fun. And I wish that everybody had been reading this. <laughs> right. Right. I wish all my classmates had been reading this book. That would have been nice. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, so I think that that's a really great thing that graphic novels are doing that juvenile fiction books can't necessarily do. Yeah. Because they're yeah. not willing to read the long form and get exactly. the lesson from it. Because there has been great books oh, about yeah. teenage girls having to overcome challenges and things like that. But as you said, you know, as a teenage boy, you're not going to go check that out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if it's in the graphic novel section, they're willing to give it a try. Like that's also it's really great because it is a gateway. So if a kid comes to me and says, I love these books, I can take him to something that's maybe a longer form novel and say, this is really the same idea of this. It just doesn't have the graphics in there. And they're willing to do that. I see. That's that's fascinating as well. No. You may get someone. Uh, and, and, you know, I was a teenage boy, and, and reading wasn't at the top of my to-do list, but I loved comic books. Mm -hmm. I loved them. I, I was subscribed to Superman, Wolverine, X-Men, you know. I'd go to the corner drugstore because we didn't have a lot of stuff back then. You just go to the corner drugstore yeah. and just shop and read, you know. And, and, and But to be able to go from there into a long-form novel, mm -hmm. you know, it's almost like a development stage yeah. where – do you find – you said you've done it before, but do you find yourself doing it a lot where you can help guide children, hey, look, these graphic novels are awesome and they're fun and they've got a lot of pictures, but, you know, as we get older, look at this and, and find this and – yeah. 
Um, it, that's my favorite part of my job. Also, the library has a really amazing resource on um, our website, the Go Wild. It's called Novelist, and it's a service that we pay for, or the Wyoming State Library pays for. And you can search a book, and it gives you read-alikes for that oh, book. Wow. And it gives you so much information about why it chose that for you. It talks about tone, characters, subject. And so you can click those things that you like and search, and it'll bring up books that have that with it. And each read-alike, it tells you, this is why we suggested this book. And I found so many great books for that. So if I'm stuck with a patron and or I haven't read the book and I have no idea, I can just bring up Novelist and find something for them. So How cool is that? Yeah, Not- it's a really amazing service. I spend so much time just playing around <laughs> looking at books. Well, that's good. Now yeah. you're an expert on navigating through the website, yeah. which sometimes that's half the challenge, it just really knowing is. where to go. Uh, and, and you can help teach uh, children to do that. Now, adults can utilize yes. that as well, yes. can't they? Yes, we have one for kids and one for adults. So, and that's, I have my whole list of, I know I have to read this book because I've seen it come up on novelists so many times from other books that I like. So I'm just like, yep, that's one that I definitely have to read because five of my favorite books all intersect with this book. So, and, and how cool is that to see kids evolve and learn uh, from like the, the graphic novel format up to you know, hey, this is my first novel. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you remember your first novel? I don't, yeah. Your first big, big yeah. novel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I read voraciously as a kid. I was a big reader. That was summer for us. So, I mean, I would tear through the library, and then we'd go on vacation, and we'd go to their library, and I'd tear through <laughs> their library. Cool. Like, that was the best part about vacation was going to their library and seeing what different books they had. So, yeah, I'm trying to think of what, like, my first big novel was. It might have been The Hobbit. Oh, oh. You know? You just earned us so many points. Because uh, <laughs> that was that was mine, was The Hobbit, which <clears throat> I didn't get into Lord of the Rings till later. Yeah. But The Hobbit led me to Dragonlance. Oh, yeah. And the Dragonlance series, The Chronicles. I um, You know, I read all of those when I was a kid. And that was a lot of reading when I was yeah. a kid. Yeah. Uh, you know, nowadays, kids look at you, you know, you've got a 10-year-old who's like, you haven't read all the Harry Potters yet? Ah, you're so old. You know, and you're like, wow, that really changed reading for kids. Yeah, it did. And that's, I mean, I love seeing kids who are so excited about, like, the next book in this series. Yeah. When is it going to come out? And it breaks my heart every time I have to be like, oh, that one just came out. So you got a year to wait. <laughs> like, <laughs> you just I, read the new one. I know that Oh, it is heartbreaking. But, but it's so cool, yeah, to see these kids who maybe weren't reading before. Mm-hmm. And that's I've been working in and out of the department for five years, so um, or maybe six years now. But anyway, it is funny in this first year being there, just in one year seeing how much these kids are growing. Like, I had little tiny babies who were coming to story time, and now they're walking around and like, <laughs> getting into stuff. And it's just so sweet to see that and, like, I see them once a week, so it's really cool to just get to see their progression. In the and library. you know your readers, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, it, like it, it's the school show up, you're like, ooh, I got a book for you, I uh-huh. got a book for you. I think that's amazing to have that connection Yeah. with your librarian. Yeah. I, I mean, because reading can be 
extremely uh, personal to people. I mean, we learn lessons from it. We we learn empathy and compassion. I mean, there's just so much that we can read uh, yeah. about nowadays. Uh, the choices are almost endless. Yeah, and, um, you know, we have so many online options, too, through the library because we have Libby. So you can do the audiobooks or the ebooks, and that expands our collection so much. Um, it's not necessarily as much for kids because a lot of them don't have, you know, the phones yet. But yeah. um, still for road trips, we've had so many families come in. And road trips, listening to audiobooks, that's a thing that oh, like, yeah. takes me back. <laughs> Laying in the back of the car listening to audiobooks. Um, I I had a family. huge collection as well. Yeah. Uh, I used to have to drive across the state for drill, and those are long drives. Yeah. And you take the same road over and over again. Yeah. Uh, I've I've only got three minutes left. Uh, Trevor just just gave me the sign. Okay. So I got a couple quick questions. First up, what has been your biggest challenge so far that you've had to overcome in the new position? Um. Just. Readjusting my schedule, like, yeah. honestly, this year has gone by so fast and so great. Um, figuring out story times, you know, when I started, I was like, yeah, I just read some books, but story times are actually rhymes and songs and felt boards and games. And, like, <laughs> There's a lot to them. It's, it's not really about the stories because kids can't pay attention that long to stories. Got to have, like, so a little activity. You have to have yeah. so much going on. So that was something that was... I didn't realize how much went into that, <laughs> and then I, I, I figured it out. So we're doing good now, and we have fun story times. But my first few story times maybe weren't perfect. <laughs> <laughs> a little rough, a little rough on rough. the new road. Yeah, that's okay though. Uh, now, now, when are story times? If some folks are out there and they're like, you know what, I want to do this. So they're Tuesdays and Thursdays at ten o'clock. But um, our end of program is this Friday, so then we take a month off. Okay. So they'll be starting back up in September. So you could come to tomorrow's story time, but that's the last one for a month. Okay. And y yeah, I was going to say, there's also a closure coming up uh, in August, mm -hmm. uh, Staff Development Day. Yes. Uh, that's where we all get together. We bring in the branches and we all just kind of talk through everything. Um, sometimes we'll have presentations from people we've had. People from the state library come before. I think this year we will be traveling to all of the branches to check really? it out as a group, which is really, really fun. So we'll I, be doing that this year. I'll say that uh, one of the most beautiful libraries that I've ever been in in my life is, is in Cheyenne. Yes. My goodness. Oh, my goodness, yes. They have a gorgeous library. I was, I was struck. Yeah. I was struck. Well, Zola, we've run out of time. Thank you so yeah. much for coming in. It's always great seeing you. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I missed hearing about uh, what you're doing down there, and it's great things. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. All right. You've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE at 103.9 FM. Shared. and financial, money management isn't just about dollars and cents. It's about dreams and opportunities, and more importantly, family. We'll take time to get to know you. Then we'll develop a unique wealth management plan that works hard, just like you. To learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you, visit Elias and Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., 
Member FINRA, SIPC. This is Renee Botten. I'm running for re-election as Sheridan County Clerk of District Court. By now, you may have seen that my opponent is running negative ads against me. Now I kind of know how President Trump felt. I can assure you that the District Court Clerk's Office is being run competently, efficiently, and correctly. My opponent is hoping to pull you away from the truth, which is that I am the most qualified candidate. Don't fall for her deceptions. Vote Renee Botten for Sheridan County Clerk of District Court. Paid for by Renee Botten. Hey, you. Yeah, you with this scafoozy house. It looks like some sketchy things been going on over there. In the yard, it looks like you've been burying things in it. I'm just saying, you ain't gonna get no real estate agent to take you seriously. You can't sell at Fizbo, or as is. It's a kiss of death in real estate. Trust me, I know. You want to get it sold? I know a guy. Devin at Wild Renovation. He'll come out, take a look, and make you an offer you can't refuse. Find him at wildrenovation.com or on Facebook. I'm here with Candace Crane from Sheridan Honda. Tommy, hi. As you know, the Sheridan County Fair is coming up, and Sheridan Honda is participating this year by sponsoring the Dunk Tank. Oh, fun. When and where? It's at the fairgrounds on Friday, August 5th from 6 to 9. It's only $3 per throw, and Sheridan Honda will donate the proceeds to our local 4-H and FFA chapters. Fun. Good cause, too. Are you going to be in the Dunk Tank? I sure will. <laughs> Don't miss the Sheridan Honda Dunk Tank Friday, August 5th, 6 till 9 at the Sheridan and County Fairgrounds. Now's the time to start those projects you've been dreaming about. Excavation, landscaping, or home improvement. Wagner Ranch Services has the materials. Wagner Ranch Services carries many types of gravel, scoria, topsoil, and landscaping products. Check out Wagner's landscaping display where you can view a variety of landscaping materials that can be picked up from the yard or delivered. Wagner Ranch Services, 13 Industrial Lane, 307-752-2787. Open Monday through Friday from 7 to 5. Mossholder's showroom and warehouse is overstocked with living room upholstery. So right now, every sofa, loveseat, and accent chair is on sale. Mossholder's is discounting all reclining furniture, too. Choose a sofa with power headrest and USB chargers or find that perfect fitting recliner. With over 90 American-made sofas in stock, Mossholders is ready to help update your TV room, family room, or formal sitting room. Receive even larger discounts on all sectionals and every piece of leather furniture. Mossholders Living Room Upholstery Sale is going on now. Mossholders, furniture is our passion. From the Wyoming Corporate Office Studio on 103.9 FM and News Talk 930. K-R-O-B.